my house to yours. Welcome to EMS at Sea Level. I am joined by Paul, who is the president and CEO of Vexos, uh, an EMS company based out of um, Toronto. Um, Paul, let's start with a bit of an introduction to you and the company. Tell me a little bit about your your footprint and scale and the kind of industries you serve. Hello, Philip. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Um, sure. Yeah, we are at quarter billion dollar company now it's 250 million dollars we uh, basically doubled uh, in the last five years uh, we have uh, uh, four locations now with fifth of course with the acquisition of control tech uh, we have facilities in uh, markham ontario outside of toronto and mm-hmm. lagrange ohio outside of cleveland and then in asia we have um, dongguan which is about a two-hour drive from uh, from Hong Kong, Shenzhen, and mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, we started a, a, a footprint, which is a, a very large four SMT line factory now in Vietnam, just outside of Ho Chi Minh City, in uh, 2019. So four years mm-hmm. ago, yeah. Okay. And, you know, Vietnam is one of the countries that people are talking about a lot at the moment, um, seen as a very strong option to China. Obviously, you already have the China footprint as well. How is the Vietnam thing um, progressing? That was a greenfield site, was it? It was a greenfield site. And of course, you know, the uh, US administration uh, initiated these tariffs. And uh, in order to support our US customers, especially, we started that factory, so mm. people wanted to get out of the tariff uh, uh, tariffs and um, and asked us uh, to to start up. And we had already looked at it before, but uh, we accelerated the whole thing and uh, we got our business license uh, at the end of uh, 2018, and uh, we were up and running in, in April 2019. Very quickly, uh, mm. it's a great job by the uh, team from China. We put a, a team from China there. They have all left since, and um, you know, and it was uh, it was all done uh, very quickly. The the whole uh, transition of our customers there. Some customers opted to stay with us in China, and they have slowly moved as well. China mm-hmm. is uh, very important still for us uh, for our China to China business. Uh, mm-hmm. We also sell or uh, support the European and Southeast markets. Uh, but um, yeah, that was a great success, um, and, mm. and now we're, we're uh, you know, there now about uh, 20% of our business in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, and it's amazing. That must have been a big, a big generator of fuel for your for your growth. If you've doubled in the last uh, in the last five years, and it must have served you well through through the period of the pandemic. You know, you didn't see those disruptions coming, but as they come, actually having having more more choice in your footprint um, was really important, I guess. We, we had three headwinds, right? We had tariffs, we had, uh, we had the, the pandemic, and then we had the, uh, uh, the supply chain situation. We came mm. through uh, with flying colors. Um, as I said, we, uh, uh, we, we acted very quick on the tariffs with Vietnam. We had a massive uh, a ventilator project with the Canadian government, which really mm-hmm. helped us through those years. And, uh, you know, with supply chain, I think we were very, very proactive and uh, worked with our customers very early on. We saw it coming. Uh, we got early in line uh, up front uh, in the queue with uh, our uh, supply chain partners, the distributors, mm. and uh, it didn't affect us much. Of course, um, you know, there were the, the occasional uh, PPV 
um, discussions yeah, with customers because we sometimes we did have to go to brokers, but all in all, we did extremely well. It didn't affect us uh, yeah. hardly. Top line. No. Yeah, and one of the big impacts from that was a big, uh, a, a big outflowing of cash to increase stock, increase work in progress. Is that something you suffered from and that you've been able to correct since? Yes. Uh, yes, to both. We we did suffer a bit. We we did have to uh, uh, increase our inventory levels, and that had very much mm. to do with the, uh, the the missing golden screw phenomenon, mm. where, whereby uh, you know you bring in the entire bill of materials, and then one component is missing. So yeah. you're sitting on some inventory. You're waiting with your production. Uh, that has all come back to almost normal levels, pre pre supply yeah. issue levels. Yes. So we're very pleased with that. So uh, yeah, the cash cash is coming back in. Well, that you know that gives you the the options to do other things with it. And one of the things that you've done recently is this this acquisition of Control Tech. Tell me a bit about the motivation of there and what what did Control Tech look like when you acquired it? Well, we are we've we've been traditionally, of course, a, a northeast North American company, mm-hmm. and we had we have wanted to have coast to coast uh, US presence uh, all along. So we were very pleased. We got in contact with Control Tech quite some time ago. We've had um, many discussions with them. They are, uh, you know, they are the original founders. They're uh, concerned about their customers, about their mm-hmm. employees. And we, um, we, we, we visited each other's local facilities and, and really got to know each other. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we found out that there's a, that there's a perfect click. Uh, I mean, um, the win-win here is that uh, we have now coast-to-coast presence, uh, mm. but uh, we also have added to our capabilities with Control. Control Tech has um, has in in-house cable assembly. They have in-house electronic design capabilities, and they serve an important market that we also wanted to expand into, which is the military aerospace market. They have their AS9100 avionics qualification and ITAR military approval. So um, it, it um, although it's of course a, a smaller company, uh, it, it's bringing us a lot, and uh, and I believe we will help them a lot as well. Uh, we have um, a very strong front end organization uh, for our size company. I believe we have uh, the strongest Salesforce out there. We have uh, twelve uh, business development directors around the world, mostly in the U.S. Um, but we also have a very strong rep organization, and especially on the West Coast, we have some strong yeah. uh, representatives. Um, and um, and I believe we will keep uh, Control Tech very busy. Of course, um, you know we will we'll, we'll make some improvements on cost as well with our joint uh, um, spend. Mm. So um, all good things. Yeah, you got that. You've got that scale once you get that past that two hundred and fifty million kind of market kind of puts you in a in a different league it puts you perhaps at the negotiating table for more companies and it also gives you a bit more a bit more leverage in the supply chain and we've certainly learned in the last year that supply chain leverage is um is pretty important and it feels like it ticked a lot of boxes for you you got geography out of it you got capacity out of it you got capability you got the ability to pro- approach a new industry that you wanted to uh, be focused on just going back to the the mix generally what what kind of industries are you generally serving is it is it more the high reliability higher value market that you're in exactly high reliability high end 
high performance. Uh, it's, it's, I would say the low volume, mid volume, a high mix markets. Uh, we are, as I said, now entering mill arrow, but we are strong in medical already. Uh, we serve uh, uh, some very important customers in the uh, semiconductor industry. Uh, we have grown a lot in e-mobility, e-charging, uh, e-vehicles, uh, okay. and, and also uh, several high-end industrial markets, especially, I would say, the, um, the, the, what we call the smart grid infrastructure, uh, power uh, utility companies, uh, that, that supply the power utility companies and, and also um, Homeland Security. We do mm. a lot of, um, especially with some European big, large companies, we do uh, uh, document readers, uh, the uh, biometrics applications, uh, things like that. Uh, and now also we, um, we see that a lot of uh, access control companies are getting more and more into electronics. So, there's good opportunities there, but it's always high end, high performance. You know, we um, we proud ourselves of the uh, uh, pride ourselves of, of, of being, um, you know, a a a, um, a very flexible, you know, customer friendly, very very easily accessible. I mean, our executives are constantly talking to all our top accounts and medium mm. accounts, and 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 still we we provide that. That what what we call them sometimes the tier one skill sets. I mean, we mm. have we have a very strong uh, design for excellence engineering value engineering uh, group. We have a very strong supply chain group that helped us really through the supply chain crisis. Um, and we have a worldwide group, that not only um, you know to to support the factories, but on, on a higher strategic uh, when it comes to uh, you know. Um, Escalating, uh, partnering with the distributors. We have uh, our global presence. We have, um, you know, the NPI capabilities, um, and we, uh, and very importantly, what is quite unique, we have our so-called CMS business, which is customized okay. material solutions. And we go way back. I mean, we we were formed uh, from a merger, and the Stacy part of our business started many years ago in sourcing uh, mechanicals and electromechanicals in the China uh, region, okay. mostly in the Pearl River Delta between Guangzhou and Shenzhen. And we have relationships with um, 30 plus suppliers that go back 20 plus years mm -hmm. in, in all sorts of commodities. And then we, we from, from low cost to very high performance, the bare boards, we do the, um, the plastics, the metals, the heat sinks, the cable assemblies, the 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 the, the antennas, uh, mm -hmm. the man machine interface, uh, touch screens, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We bring in with those partners uh, to our uh, to our customers and 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 then provide a, a one stop shop to build their box yeah. build. Yeah, but Paul, it sounds like a very much a, a a tier one service. I'm super impressed with the business development team you've got and the accessibility to the executive team is hugely valuable to. Um, to all that's your customers, yeah, it's, and that's been really important yeah. in the last few years. So it's a it's a great combination. Two other topics that I wanted to touch on, both kind of um, big trends we're hearing about in the industry. One is um, geopolitics, and one is talent. Just on the geopolitics first, I was really glad to hear you say that 
China was still important to you from a servicing the the uh, the, the local market. You have global accounts; they're going to need to ship in China. So, any kind of wholesale exodus from China is in 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 some way um, foolish. But you've actually already built out your second uh, your second part of your Asian footprint. You have a strong footprint in the Americas. How do you see that geopolitics? going forward and do you have plans to expand your footprint maybe into some of the lower cost regions in europe or or central america what do you what are you thinking next yeah exactly we 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 find china still very important for what i said before our, our, mm. we have western companies that have their facilities in china and they very much appreciate working with us to supply yeah. them uh, locally uh, several uh, customers uh, outside of Poland, North America, uh, still want to have uh, the the supply chain from from China. Uh, again, uh, cust- you know our CMS business, these these mechanical electromechanicals commodities, um, uh, very much are still very competitive, even with tariffs. I mean, mm-hmm. look at bareboards. I mean, this it and 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 plastics metals. So even with some tariffs, who have come down. Uh, with certain uh, uh, commodities, um, you can, we can still be very competitive. So that we we still see a continued future with with China. We are looking for a geographic expansion, and um, and I hope to announce one uh, this year. Um, this is a cliffhanger, but I, and I'll give you the breaking news when it's that yeah. far. But you know what you mentioned; those regions are definitely on our list for further expansion. Yeah. Yeah. And last question, talent is um, is a concern to many companies, particularly in Europe and particularly in the uh, United States. You're headquartered in Markham. It's not short of EMS companies in Markham, Ontario. Um, so obviously talent is an issue. How do you feel about talent constraints? Do you feel automation is a solution? Do you think internal trading and building your own talent infrastructure out is important? How do you how do you mitigate those talent shortages? We always look at, at, at ways to, to automate. Now, in our uh, space, it's not that easy in the high mix space, and we do a lot of um, you know, NPI work. And mm. So it's not, it's not that easy. But where we can automate, we will automate. Um, mm-hmm. Very much uh, interest investing in the future and in growth. Um, when it comes to talent, um, we, we don't have an issue. I think uh, Lexus has a very good reputation as an employer. We do spend quite a lot of time and money in training our people. Mm. Uh, in, in our f- facility in Markham, Ontario, where there's a lot of uh, what the guys call, uh, what, what the team calls uh, uh, new Canadians, there's a lot of inflow of new talent yeah. That uh, that we gladly uh, take on board and train in house. Um, yeah. In in Lagrange, which is outside of Cleveland, uh, we have a, a close cooperation with a technical uh, community college that is actually uh, teaching uh, electronic manufacturing. So uh, we right. have a good exchange with uh, with students that uh, that get their practical experience in our factory and often stay with us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the same in, in, in Vietnam, we do a lot of, um, you know, electronic assembly training in Vietnam. We have English classes so that there's a real call it mini university uh, being developed in, in our facility mm-hmm. in Vietnam. Uh, Dong Guan is very, very stable. 
We have uh, very little turnover. Um, that was, that was uh, something of the past. And right now we have a very loyal, very skilled labor force in the yeah. engineering and engineering team in Dong Won as well. And Control Tech has been doing extremely well. Control Tech uh, has uh, has uh, a great track record in in, in retaining people and, yeah. and doing this and 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 also doing the in training. Yeah, retention's a huge part of it, isn't it, Paul? It's you know it's it's part of that success. But I think what what really impresses me when I listen to that answer is the fact that globally you're taking responsibility for developing your own um your own talent and building out your own talent um within the organization and i think um those companies that are doing that and not just crying that they can't find people uh are the ones that are going to that that are going to win and if you can take care of those people and retain them you're you're in a good track paul it sounds like a very successful business that's moving in the right direction 250 million this year potentially another acquisition coming up before the end of the year um i wish you every success thanks so much for talking to me and i look forward to chatting again soon and hearing about your progress certainly thank you very much Bill. we'll stay in touch